Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am good. I'm so excited. So I have a special guest on today. If you want to say hello and let everyone know a little bit about you. Hi. Yeah, I am Laura. Wild Things is my debut novel in the US, but I have written two other novels which have been published in the UK. I write queer rom-coms about people having terrible, painful crushes on each other. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) That is perfect. So we start off all of our episodes with this couple of icebreakers. So we'll start with those. And the first question I have for you is what is your favorite standalone? (gasps) Ooh. Why am I never prepared for this? Yeah, this one's Looking a hard one. My bookshelves. This is a really hard one. Looking at my bookshelves, uh, something that I've read, I've reread recently was uh, One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. Yes, Loved it. that's a good one. I love yeah. that. <laughs> okay, so in contrast to that, what is your favorite series? What is my favorite series? <laughs> this is so much pressure. My favorite series Oh my God. Can I come back to that one? I'm really struggling to think of series. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. So who is your ultimate book boyfriend, AKA like your favorite male character? <laughs> book boyfriend. <laughs> I love that so much. Can I choose a character from my own book? Yeah, absolutely. You made them. I mean, so <laughs> that feels really outrageous, but um, there's a character in Wild Things called Jamie yeah. who is I love him so much and he's really like outrageous and flamboyant, but he's also like super kind and gentle and caring. And um, I love him. And I suppose like my, him and the other, there's a token straight person in the house in Wild Things, Will, who's a sweetheart. And I suppose the two of them together would be my my book boyfriend. I support that fully. I love Jamie. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Okay, so who is your ultimate book girlfriend? Do you know, I've actually just read a book that came out, I think it came out like two weeks ago. I read it, I read it a while ago called Mrs. S by okay. Kay Patrick. And the protagonist in that is a matron at a boarding school. Yeah. And um, she's my current book girlfriend. I but they change around a lot. Yeah, yeah. They, I think that you have to rotate through all your favorites. Sure, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Did you think of your series yet? No. Okay. If you think I'm of not, one, you know, I'm not a big. I don't read a lot of series. Yeah. So that I think I'm going to struggle with that. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. this is so great. Like, what am I talking about? Armistead Morpin, Tales of the City, is my favorite book series of all time. I love that. I, I never devoured a series so quickly. I don't know what I'm talking about. That I don't read series. I love that series so much. It's really hard when you're put on the spot. So I totally yeah. get it. <laughs> you're like, What's I've never, series? Heard, I've never heard of a series before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are books? Who are they? Yeah, never what, heard what? of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one's perfect. I love that. Okay. Right. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started into writing, all of that stuff? Yeah. So I worked as a journalist for lots of years, maybe like seven years. And I was always doing creative writing on the side didn't really think much of it never really occurred to me that being an author was could be my job certainly that uh it yeah it it didn't seem like something in my reach but I enjoyed sort of doing creative writing and writing little stories and stuff and then I had about a thousand words of an idea that 
had been sort of brewing in my mind that ended up actually being my first novel in the UK, The Split. And I saw the last, I caught the last day of a Penguin Random House writing competition. I saw it on Twitter. I'd never heard of it. And I sent them the thousand words that I had. And then everything kind of snowballed from there. But it it feels like um, a series of incredibly lucky coincidences. And I kept expecting it to like topple at any moment. And then I kept getting to more and more stages. And I was like, huh. I guess this is really happening then. And then it just keeps on happening. And Wild Things is my first, yeah, my first novel in the US, but my third here, which is crazy, but very cool. I feel very lucky. That's such a fun journey. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think there's so many things out there that people don't know anything about. And it's like, you just happen upon them and you're like, this is my career now. <laughs> totally. And like, yeah. it's like, not to say, I mean, people come at this career in all kinds of ways. It's yeah. such an unusual way to make a living. And so anyone do it, like, it's incredible, like, whichever way you come to it. And so quite often when I tell my story, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I just, I guess I'm lucky. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, an interesting way to to come at it. But I'm very grateful for it all. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you're great at it because you're still writing and you're making amazing books. So there's Thank definitely... You. A lot of that's you too. So (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So can you give us a brief spoiler-free overview of the plot for Wild Things? Yes, I'm really bad for giving away massive spoilers. Uh, I've I've done so many events where I can see my agent or editor in the audience being like, Laura, no. Uh, So I'm going to try my best. It is about a group of friends who live in London and who are so sick of their living situations which are expensive and rubbish and they decide to club together and buy a house in the English countryside about 40 minutes outside of London which they dub the queer commune but it's much more about our protagonist Elle being madly desperately in love with her best friend who she moves into the house with and then shenanigans take place. That's a great way to describe it. I yep, I agree with that. <laughs> that is perfect. I, I like love this book. I thought your dry wit and the sarcasm was like top notch. So I was like cackling the entire time. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That's the best compliment. All I all I want is to make people laugh. I always say that I wrote I write all my books to make my friends laugh. Yeah. And then and and if I if I make them laugh, then I'm like tick done. done. And then I make other people laugh is just the best thing ever. That's all I want. Yeah. Yeah. I was dying a lot. I was laughing really, really hard. I, I definitely relate to Elle too. So I was like, this is me. And I have these thoughts as well. <laughs> oh my God. Me too. Yeah. When she was like riding on the bicycle with the, the dress and I was like, yeah, effortless. <laughs> me too. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So what made you decide to write your um, story from the first person POV and not do like, you know, all the characters and, and kind of make it just about Elle? Oh yeah. That's such a good question. I, so I've actually written all my novels from that POV that's just the narrative voice that comes into my head and it just uh comes supernaturally to me I love so I write with characters in mind first so before I have a plot I have my little people in my head and so Elle came to me first and I knew I wanted to write a character like her kind of stuck in a dead-end job everything feels kind of stagnant and heavy and she feels like there's no way for her to move forward but she's also like she's funny and she's silly and like she has so much going for her and she can't quite reach that potential and I feel like that 
is something that a lot of people struggle with yeah. like she's, she's a character that is cl- pretty close to me like I feel very I feel very close to her I have a lot of empathy for Elle and so it felt totally natural for me to be writing from her perspective and I also think when you're writing someone who has an enormous crush on someone yeah. that like all-encompassing feeling it works really well from from that perspective where you're like you're in you're just in the head where you're being like oh you sound so stupid oh or like why did you say it like that now they're looking at you weird or like oh my god they just looked at me does that mean yeah you know like you just need that running narrative or, or like I do anyway for it to feel to feel really close to it and for it to feel really real so it never occurred to me to write it any other way I, I loved seeing everything from Elle's perspective yeah, I really like that. I think that's really not like common in in romance, but I think that's pretty typical. Like follows the the realm, and I liked that it wasn't like dual POV. Like we didn't get Ray's as well. You know, I think it was a really good way to like go about it because we felt her anxiety like the entire time, and I really really liked yeah. it. So I was wondering why uh, you did it yeah. just hers. Yeah. Well, I also like with Ray. She she's such a classic sort of quote unquote love interest for a romance. Mm-hmm. Like she's kind of clueless and gorgeous and like just moves through life sort of like a happy Labrador and you know nothing touches her and I from reading like rom-coms and romances when I was growing up there's quite often everything's from the like the female perspective and there's Mm -hmm. a male love interest who has that kind of about him I thought it was a really fun to play with Ray like that like I we didn't need her perspective on it like in for the purposes of this book she's like an object for for Elle's affection I didn't want it to be a two-way street I just thought it was yeah it was really fun yeah I really liked that I agree it was awesome (laughs) so where did you get the inspiration for the story and all your characters the story came to me I was writing something else and I was be it was it was going very sluggishly and I couldn't quite get to grips with it I took myself on an ideas walk <laughs> just away for me to get out of my house and I was walking around the park near my house and I it just hit me that I should be writing people always say you should write what you know and I was like, God, what's like an idea that like, what am I living with at the moment? Like, what is what, you know, what feels present to me? And something that my friends and I always, always, always do is send each other links back and forth of these like ridiculous houses that are in the middle of nowhere. They cost, you know, 10 pounds. And you, we were like, oh, we should move there. Oh, we could live off the land. Oh, we could move 10 of us in there. And then we wouldn't have to do this and that, blah, blah, blah. Like it's a constant thing. Yeah. And I was like, I think one of us had sent something that day. And this was just, it was like about a year out of lockdown, like post COVID. So everyone still had that like escape out of the city feel. And it was like born out of that really. I was like, imagine if we really did do that. And uh, so it came from that, but like I, I knew, I also knew that I wanted to write an unrequited love because I just Mm -hmm. think that's so like rich with material and like I'm someone that loves to get crushes on people not my friends but people in general I like a different crush all the time so it comes very naturally to me to write from that perspective and the, the rest of the characters just formed around that really like honestly I get a lot of inspiration from you know people I meet in real life my own friendship group those kind of dynamics and especially the characters that Elle encounters in the office are you know obviously it's not based on anyone in real life etc etc but are caricatures of people that I may have encountered during my time working in offices yeah and I think 
anyone that's worked in an office job will recognize absolutely yeah (laughs) I definitely felt that yeah my friends and I actually do the same thing so (laughs) as soon as I got this I was like guys (laughs) it's us (laughs) I love that. Yeah, so many people I talk to are like, yeah, this is us. All we want to do is like go and drink wine in the middle of nowhere together. And I'm like, God, maybe people should start doing this. Yeah, we find each other that all the time. Like, I think it's like cheap Europe houses. It's like a very popular Instagram. And we're like, you guys, French Chateau? Like, I'm just saying. (laughs) I know. It just feels like, oh, if only we took the plunge, it could be something amazing. Yeah, yeah. We would, I mean, it's it's a little further for us, but definitely I'm into it. that's awesome I love that and I think it's really cool like when you like you're saying write what you know but also I felt like there was a lot of like a hominess and your like love for London too and how much you know it meant to them as characters and I really thought that was that kind of like went into well together so it didn't feel like they were just sort of throwing themselves into abandon in the countryside yeah oh I'm glad that came through I I'm a I am a London girl through and through like so (laughs) <laughs> I you know, love it with my whole heart, which doesn't mean I don't want to escape sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean I wouldn't live 40 minutes outside with a quick commute. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So there's a pretty big theme here about like figuring your life out and, you know, taking risks and all those sort of things with Elle's wild year. Where did the inspiration for that part of the theme come from? That came from me. So I, I came up with that pretty early on. It was born of two things. One, I didn't want Elle to be a passive character in her own life. And mm-hmm. I think that that can be a real problem with rom-com protagonists, that they are kind of things happen to them and they're really like whimsical and woo, they just kind of go with whatever they're doing. So I was like, no, I want her to have a plan. Um, yeah. Even if it's like silly to other people, it's particular to her and important to her. And also separately to that, there's a the scene which opens the book is a cold open that I wrote first. And it is, in my opinion, really funny. And it sets the tone for the rest of the book. Elle's sort of, (laughs) Elle never quite being part of the action and kind of trying her best to do something out of her comfort zone and sort of failing. And it kind of grew from that one incident that I was like, actually maybe there could be more incidents like this and this would be a really fun theme throughout the book and I really wanted it to be things that were wild for Elle not things that were wild you know full stop so like she's pretty tame well she's a sweet girl and so the things are so pretty could be seen as pretty tame but like I really wanted the book to be about stepping out of your own comfort zone yeah um and like the benefits that can come from that and like she doesn't end up in like Actually, I'm about to give away loads of the book. <laughs> so I'm just about to be like, and in the end, obviously, I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, this is yeah. totally fair. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, getting out of your comfort zone. We'll leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> your personal one. Yeah, I love the idea of the wild year. And I feel like it's one of, the, like you're saying, it was a lot of that, like, not necessarily every single person would be like, this is totally wild, but it definitely was like, true to her character and I think that mm-hmm. really makes you it's a rom-com and it's fun and it's funny but then you're like wait am I doing this am I being her and are there like more things you can do so yeah I like that yeah oh I'm so glad that came across yeah, yeah. so what j- drew you to the genre in the first place I love rom-coms but I have to say when I wrote my first novel I didn't even realize that that's what I was writing like I just wrote the story that came into my head in the voice that came into my head 
about the characters that came into my head. And I never worked in publishing. I didn't know anyone that worked in the book industry at all. So I was really quite naive about genre Mm -hmm. until it came to selling the book. And then I became really aware of genre when I started having meetings with publishers who would talk about like, where do we, where does the book sit? Which is a classic publishing thing to say where does it sit how do we position it where would you see it on a bookshelf and it's only then that I became aware of of the importance of genre in the book market and I think it's really interesting because like when I wrote that book I had no idea what it was and then it led me to like a ton of rom-com readers who were like the best the best people Mm it's such an amazing online community of people that love rom-coms and I think especially with like especially with book talk which is like nuts the rom-com boom is like I don't know if you can like entirely attribute it to book talk but like god you have to put a lot of it that yeah. way and I think it's the best thing because rom-coms and romance is such a like I think it's been maybe like maligned is the wrong word but it's certainly been belittled because it's like traditionally a genre so really enjoyed by women yeah and anything that's really enjoyed by women is generally seen as lesser than things that are generally enjoyed by men and I think it's so exciting and cool that young women especially are like driving the market like in terms of book purchasing and rom-coms are coming out as what people want to read and of course Mm -hmm. it is because rom-coms are like super clever and witty and smart and like they're escapist and they're joyful and they're heartbreaking and all of these things and I think it's really exciting to see genre fiction having a moment yeah it's crazy how much it's like built up as well and I think it's just one of those things where it's like this is so fun and enjoyable so why don't we enjoy it and it's it's really nice to like see like you're saying to see that mold kind of break and and people get more into that and and see it all over book talk and bookstagram and stuff. I love it. Yeah, it's the best. It's so cool. Yeah, I think it's funny too that you're saying you weren't sure like what genre it is when you were mm. writing it and then you get into it and you're like, oh, this is exactly what it is. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so weird. And like, I was much more aware when I was writing my second novel and then mm-hmm. Wild Things. And like Wild Things especially, like, because they're such a like, it's such a classic rom-com yeah. trope, you know, to be in love with your best friend. Um, that it was like it was so much fun, like hitting the beats, you know. Yeah. But I think some of the like, br- like the brilliant thing about writing a queer fiction in in any genre is that you can do things slightly differently, mm-hmm. or like there's that like you can break rules or you're expected to break rules, and like you can have so much fun with it. And I had so much fun, sort of like queering some of the tropes and yeah. yeah. Yeah, I absolutely loved it so much. I loved Jamie's character and I loved Ray's character. And then I loved when Elle kind of came in and was like the third part of their little trio. But then they were like, we have to have a token straight guy. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we're friends with Will, kind of. He's a little adjacent. But then they, you know, they really like brought him into the fold. And I really liked that. And I loved the way that you kind of, you know, added all these characters and they really stayed true to who they were the whole time as well. And it wasn't just like you're saying, it wasn't just to check the boxes. It was really like so you know eloquent throughout and I loved it oh thank you yeah so what was the hardest scene for you to write I think the hardest bit for me was is always right let me try and do this without spoilers (laughs) I suppose everyone knows you know the arc of a book so there's a an upwards trajectory and then a downwards before we reach the end and I think L has had a lot of lessons to learn and like I had no trouble at all with her 
upwards trajectory mm-hmm. and dramatic moments and then I suppose for me I needed to be I wanted to be really careful around her coming to her conclusion because mm-hmm. I didn't want to wrap everything up really neatly like she's a flawed person and they're all flawed people and I wanted it to be as real as possible yeah. in terms of what what that might look like to you know feel a bit broken and put yourself back together I also really wanted to handle there's a character in the book called um, Rosalia who's young is being mentored and I wanted to handle that you know really carefully because that is a something that I haven't experienced in terms of Rosalia's story but also I really she's a real uh, sort of like firecracker in the book she's got a lot about her she's very sarcastic and rude and great fun to write but I didn't want it to come across as like flimsy or glib I didn't want to be like just playing with her mm-hmm. or using her so those were the things that I felt that I had to balance really carefully yeah yeah I think it's hard too when you bring in like a side character who's not mm. like always in the plot but kind mm. of keeping her being like an essential part of it yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, I loved that. I definitely will say I really enjoyed when her scenes came up and I almost forgot that she wasn't in the, the book the whole time. So I think you did a really good job. <laughs> like, good. Oh, yeah. Here she comes. <laughs> and then I'm like, I was like really engrossed in like all the moments that they had together. So I did love that. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, good. Yeah, she was awesome. She was a really funny character. I liked her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I love her. So in contrast to that, what is your favorite scene to write or favorite type of scene to write? Oh, any scenes where... Ellen and Ray are close together and it just it, it, and it feels like is something going to happen or is it not like yeah. just the will they won't they I, I just love writing that I just love writing those scenes so so much I also really loved writing anything about Elle's parents mm. who were like such minor characters in the book but I really amused myself with them I thought yeah. they were outrageous and awful and I really enjoyed writing their conversations I just thought it it, yeah I made myself laugh yeah very funny <laughs> just anything like that I also yeah. really love I try not I try not to make my books too digital and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with like that at all like I love you know it's such a useful tool to write like text messages and emails and this and that in in novels and I I do do it but I try not to keep all their communications that way otherwise it can be a bit for me a bit much mm-hmm. but I loved writing there conversations on the work instant messenger that so fun to me because I I mean I could have basically it was like word for word conversations I've quite literally had (laughs) (laughs) I loved that where you're just writing like quick off the cuff remarks to each other like I think that was so much fun yeah I definitely enjoyed that as well and then you're like delete it all before the company sees (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly yeah we used to do that all the time okay so who was your favorite character to write probably Rosalia or Jamie they're both really funny and they're both about and they have like a surface level person that they are which is like sarcastic and quick and I don't all of those things and then literally just below the surface there's like so much depth to them and I love like when it sort of seeps out into their interactions with people those are my two favorite characters to write I also loved writing Ray I have I I loved her and I really wanted her to be a character that people would fancy. Yeah. Like, I think there's so much, when you're reading a rom-com and you really fancy the love interest, I think that's a a joy. It adds an extra layer. And my feedback from people suggests that I did write a character that people fancy. Yeah. And that was really fun. So much fun to write. 
I love that. Those are all great. Those are great choices. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a character you struggled to write? Is there a character I struggled to write? It's okay if you didn't. We like that. <laughs> no, honestly, no. These people, they just came like super. Yeah. This is one of the, I I, I have really struggled uh, with writing books, you know, in the past and currently. Um, but with Wild Things, these characters just came to me. It was like a little village full of people fully formed. Um, it was lovely. I feel yeah. like I just got to know them all really well. I love that. It's like a blueprint for your future. <laughs> oh God, please. Yeah. Yeah. I, I We all want a Sally in our next village. Like, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Sweet Sally. Yeah. I love that. Is there a character that you relate to the most though? Mm, who do I relate to the most? I mean, apart from Elle, I, I think I do relate to Elle or I, I don't currently relate to Elle, but I certainly have related to Elle yeah. in the past. Anyone who knows me and then read Wild Things recognized that job in that newsroom from my own life. Yeah. So I I relate to her on that level of feeling quite stuck in something and not being sure of how to get out in many different ways. I think, yeah, she is probably the character I relate to the most. I hope in my future to be like Lisa, a sort mm. of like raspy, glamorous East End queen. So yeah. I hope in like, you know, 40 years, that's who I relate to the most. <laughs> yeah. Immaculate nails. Great yeah. makeup all the time. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also want to be Lisa. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's very fair. I love that. <laughs> Definitely. So I'll go through, I'll goes through a lot of like big changes. She goes on quite the journey. Did you find any of these, you know, sort of journey sequences difficult to write about? Did it feel really cathartic or was it just something that like you really felt was part of her character? Um, I really felt like it was part of her character, to be honest. Like, I, there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of stuff around a phobia that she has Mm -hmm. um, that I rewrote. Originally, there was a different, originally the scene at the end wasn't at the end. It was somewhere else. Like, her journey definitely changed throughout. So I suppose my struggle with it was, like, making sure the timeline for her made sense that she was doing enough outside of her comfort zone while also like kind of staying true to like a realistic person. Like yeah. she's not just like a wild things machine, but yeah, it, it came pretty naturally because it, it's, uh, it's all kind of part of like her journey of self-discovery that sort of begins with, even though they moved to the house sort of halfway through the year, I really feel like that's the beginning of her changing her mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And like kind of making the decision to be like, mm-hmm. this is a big thing that I'm that's that is that could be yeah. the rest of the year's wild things. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really liked that. And I will say, like, I did love that that was kind of the epilogue and it wasn't this big kind of conclusion and everything was great and amazing. It was like this was a very like sedimented. It's like a canon event kind of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't it wasn't nothing was like hooked on that at all. It just yeah. felt like a lovely addition. Yeah, yeah, like a nice end to the story. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about this a little bit earlier, but what has it been like for you to be an author in the age of the bookish interwebs with Book Talk, Bookstagram, and like, you know, so much more accessibility to your readers? What's that been like for you? I love it. I feel so lucky that I have like a direct line to people and the people that buy my books, read my books, follow me on Instagram, etc., post about it. Like, I. I just feel like phenomenally lucky that people take the time 
to to not yeah to not only read the book and then review it and then post about it and all of this stuff like it's the it's the best and I also love like as a reader I love being a part of that community like I get so many great recommendations from people about books that I probably wouldn't otherwise have heard of and I think especially like the queer booktok and bookstagram community have been like really just unbelievably supportive and cool and welcoming it's great and I love being able to like see what booksellers like all over internationally are doing and I've been like tagged in loads of pride displays literally all around the world and that's the coolest thing like I would never have seen that if it wasn't for the kind of like online books community that there is yeah um I think it's just like a hugely positive thing yeah it's it's so cool and like for us I think as readers getting able to like connect with you guys and do all those sorts of things and like you're saying the recommendations I think is phenomenal and like it's so fun to see like you were saying I think for me too is like it's cool to see the things that you want and you're like I'm so specific about this like I want a queer rom-com or like I want a you know uh, like a young adult fantasy with like friends to lovers or I want something like this and it's like you can find those very specific things all on the internet which before I feel like you would have just vaguely kind of maybe sort of got that (laughs) totally it's it's really amazing it's you're so right it has made everything so accessible to people and like to people who you know like live in small towns or don't live in households where they feel that they can read certain books or this or that like it's all there like at your fingertips it's uh it's amazing yeah and the community I feel like has been really positive and like it's so cool Mm -hmm. to get to interact with you guys and then everyone is just like happy and doing well and (laughs) it just feels like a lovely it feels like a lovely positive place to be on the internet yeah absolutely I love that it's always good to hear that you're having a great time here too (laughs) yeah always that's awesome so do you have any advice for any aspiring authors yes I do so the the biggest thing you can do and this sounds so stupid but is write the book like this was this was the thing that held me back for years and years and years is I would be like I'd really want to be a writer but did I write a book no um so I think it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's good the first draft won't be good first draft will be trash all of my first drafts are so awful I can barely bring myself to show them to anybody but if you can get to like a certain word count of and have that finished then editing that is going to be a hundred times easier like than you know when you sit there with a blank page so if you can just get to that point writing I don't know for 20 minutes a day that's amazing but also the thing that will get you to that point is write something that you enjoy yeah people that you want to spend time with in a genre that you enjoy a story that you enjoy something that makes you like a little bit excited when you sit down if you sit down to write and you're feeling oh I'm not sure or this that you're writing the wrong project pause you might come back to it later start something else that you feel excited about so those I would say you can't do anything else like I could talk you know ad nauseum about agents and publishers and this and that but like number one get it finished and then then the world of possibilities opens up that's very good advice. I feel like it's really easy to get in your head and be like, I need to figure out the perfect query letter. Or I have to figure out like how I'm going to do this or which way I want to go about it and all those sorts of things. And it's like, you can't get anywhere if you don't write the book. <laughs> exactly. Get a really a finished product that you're super happy with and yeah. then everything else will fall into place. I love that. That's really great advice. <laughs> so <laughs> what's next for you? Do you have another, when's your next book coming out or what kind of projects are you working on next? So I do have another book coming out. I'm currently working on my first round of edits 
for book four, which I think will be coming out this time next year. So around June time next year, which I'm really excited about, even though I'm in editing hell, I'm really enjoying being <laughs> these characters um and I'm working on a couple of other bits that I don't think I'm allowed to talk about but yes it's a fun exciting and busy horribly busy time (laughs) yeah I love that (laughs) that is awesome I will definitely add them to the list (laughs) so what has it been like for you publishing your debut in the U.S. and your previous two in the U.K. like what's been the big differences there how's that been for you can you talk a little bit about that Yeah. I mean, honestly, there hasn't been, it hasn't felt like that much of a difference because my team, like, even though I'm, I'm being published by two different teams in the UK and the US, different publishing houses, everything has come together so cohesively. They've worked together to make it feel seamless for me. And I'm so grateful for that. I've had the best reception I could have hoped for in the US. I am so like, I'm blown away by it, to be honest. On my, on pub day so a couple of weeks ago now I got really incredible review in the New York Times from by Casey McQuiston which was like mind-blowing yeah I, wasn't I didn't read it for like a week afterwards my editor was like Laura I promise you're not going to read anything in there that you don't like I was like I can't I can't I don't read reviews um, <laughs> I don't have it in me I'm okay <laughs> yeah I was like it's fine if you're telling me it's good I'll believe you that's like all I need to know yeah and then I just like booksellers have been amazing readers have been amazing it's just been like it's just been so lovely and I'm so happy because it's such a it's an English book in that it's set in like a very typical English countryside village Um, but I think the themes are universal like it's something that I mean everyone I've spoken to is like all I want to do is move to the countryside whether that be in the US or Australia or wherever yeah you know move into their own commune and everyone's had a terrible crush on someone so I'm really glad that's translated and it feels like it has and people like you know get it so it's been a really lovely experience uh publishing in the US and yeah and in the UK like everything's yeah just readers have just been lovely it's been the nicest thing I love that we love to hear that that's awesome (laughs) yeah I think there's like even if it's written somewhere else and like especially for us I feel like if you're in the U.S. and you love to travel and things that like I I really enjoyed it because I was like I felt those little elements of like this is clearly not you know written in the U.S. but it's like one of those things that makes me want to go to London right away (laughs) oh I love that Yeah. yeah you should it's really fun I just went to Scotland. I actually just got back like three days ago. So oh, no way. <laughs> London, I was in Heathrow just as in a, in a layover. So <laughs> that's so crazy. What were you doing in Scotland? I did a Scotland and Ireland trip with my mom and like my aunt and my family for like two weeks. So we just oh. traveled around the Scottish and Irish countryside. <laughs> yeah, so I was beautiful. like reading this and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm here right now. Can I move into one of these little sheep farms? <laughs> oh that's so cool yeah. I'd love to do a trip around Scotland and Ireland oh, it was really so, fun. So on a bus it was it was actually yeah. not very glamorous but it was really fun <laughs> oh yeah 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 so lovely yeah I've never felt more encouraged to move to the countryside than than I was on this trip <laughs> gosh yeah, yeah I wish it was really nice I love that so are you going on a book tour are you doing any virtual events or anything like that I am. I've got a. I've got an event with Ashley Herring Blake in two weeks. It's on the twenty second of June okay. with Women and Children First Bookstore. Um, that's a virtual event, and that should be really fun. And then I've got loads of stuff in the UK, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to have some more US stuff coming up. Okay. So yes, I'm going to be talking about the book 
until everyone's sick of me. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. So where can we find out all that information for the events? So everything's on my Instagram, which is Laura E K or on my Twitter, which is Laura Eliza K or on my website, which is Laura K author.co.uk. Um, I, I think if you go on any one of those things, you'll find out everything you need to know. Perfect. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So those are kind of all the questions that I have. Do you have anything else that you wanted to share? Any- no, that's perfect. That's so nice. That's covered so much. Yeah. <laughs> spoken about so much stuff that I haven't you know you like do a lot of interviews about the book yeah. and you end up repeating yourself and I feel like I've answered loads of stuff that I hadn't even thought of before it's really yeah. cool it's so nice I like to, I like to keep it kind of spoiler free but then you're like okay what do we do now so no you, it's so nice the characters yeah 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 I love it <laughs> I love that awesome well I really appreciate you coming on thank you so much for having me I've had so much fun bye Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you guys again for all of your support. Have a great day.